0: Good evening, you are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Fans Only Sports Network. Guys, we have reached the draft. It is the eve of draft day. We have plenty to go over, and we are going to be going over our first ever mock draft, the official mock draft for the Fumble Rooski podcast. And I know CJ, he's been talking about it literally for the past month saying you know me i love i love draft i'm a big draft guy <laughs> cj how are you feeling right now first let me just say uh i'm
1: feeling great and we need to show it. it's just like i'm a draft guy <laughs> no, no no i'm kidding but i'm happy just one more sleep till the draft uh i hope the patriots don't do anything stupid
0: yeah, and then I don't have to once the draft is over, the be- the best part of this draft is going to be that once this draft is over, I don't have to hear from CJ for the 10th time every day saying, uh, "You know me, I'm a big draft guy." He <laughs> says it exactly the exact same way every single time. We get it. We get it. I'll and you guys are gonna find out just how much this guy loves Devin Lloyd. This guy has some Devin Lloyd in his pants. And Dude, come oh on, that's hard.
2: This is a we, we are
0: we are that's PG no, thirteen. It what? <laughs> it, it's close enough. <laughs> we're gonna teach you about the birds and the beads, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, all right.
2: I'm not trying to catch a case. No thanks.
0: We're, we're fine. All right. Guys, so we're going to split this into thirds. We're going to go picks 1 through 10 in the first segment, then 11 through 20 in the next segment, and then 21 through 32 in the last. And then we'll have the fan box where we'll ask you guys about the draft. So this is going to be an awesome episode. So our first official Fumble Rooski mock draft starting now. So I'm going to be covering the top 10 picks here. So number one. You guys ready? Drumroll. With the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson, edge, Michigan.
2: Smart move. This is, Smart move.
0: So this has been pretty much the pretty it's it's been pretty much the consensus number 1 pick if there has been. There's been a lot of number 1 picks. There's been a lot of noise. For Trayvon Walker to go number one, and a lot of people love that pick, which does lead me into the number two pick with the Lions taking Trayvon Walker, Edge, Georgia. So, this is a guy who I mean, the the Fumble Ruseki podcast stands in in unison by saying we do not like Trayvon Walker. But we are not going to. We are not talking about what we think should happen. We are th- talking about what we think will happen. And mm-hmm. Trayvon Walker's draft draft stock has pl- has skyrocketed For in no the reason. past few weeks. It's as the closer we get to draft day, the closer. And, and like I said earlier, this guy could go number one. There's Adam, a possibility.
1: Adam, I just want to jump in and says as, yep. as of right now, the betting odds of Trayvon Walker going number one.
0: Don't do it, Jacksonville. Don't clown yourselves further.
2: Do it. Do it. Do it.
0: Tuck just wants to have the laugh. All right. Yeah. At number three, we have Kayvon Thibodeau. Excuse me, Thibodeau. I always but get you. that confused. It feels like it should be Thibodeau. Yeah. It should be Thibodeau, but it's it's Nothing Thibodeau. Um Edge, Oregon. You know the you know the Texans for the past 10-15 years. That team has been built around defense and Their defense has kind of faltered in the past couple of years, and I think they're going to try and restock it, starting with this draft. And that goes with drafting Kayvon Thibodeau. He's the only one who could get kind of close to what JJ Watt was and sort of like, you know, somewhat replace that production and become that household name. Kayvon Thibodeau to the Texans. So at number four, we have Sauce Gardner, cornerback. Cincinnati. He goes to the Jets. The Jets th- this is this feels like a slam dunk pick to me. If he is available to the Jets, he's not only a need, he wouldn't be a reach because that he this is one of the better uh this is one of the better uh uh cornerback prospects that we've seen in a really long time. And this guy could be something special. Now, there is a lot of a lot of buzz for uh, Derek Stingley, and he's going to he's going to be awesome too. But because of his injuries lately, he he falls in the draft board, and he falls on our ours as well. Uh, and we have the Giants at number five taking, I, excuse me for the pronunciation, I, Ikem, Equenu. Ikwanu.
1: I think it's Is pronounced that... Ikeem Ikwanu.
0: Ikim Ikwanu, offensive tackle, NC State. This guy is one of the better tackles in this draft and the giants need a the giants de- do need a tackle and there is a there is a possibility they go defense this early and i believe we have them going yeah they do go defense in our on our draft later but we have we have them going offensive line first which is another need for them at number 6 the panthers Go with quarterback, and they take Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty. So we all, so the Fumble Rooski podcast, mm-hmm. all of us, we collectively believe that this is not a very good quarterback draft class, and but that's not gonna that's not gonna stop the Panthers for from getting too desperate and getting stupid because of it, and they go and they take Malik Willis. No dis- no disrespect towards Will- Malik Willis. If you were, but if you were in any other draft, he may not even go in the top three rounds. Um, but at number seven, the jag, uh, excuse me, the Giants take Derek Stingley Jr. cornerback LSU. They're looking to trade James Bradbury, and if they hold on to him, this is still a good pick because then you have one of the better top uh, one two punches with corners. In the league, James Bradbury has kind of turned into that uh, that that you know upper echelon of corners, and that is exactly where Derek Stingley could wind up being as well. So even if they don't trade James Bradbury, this guy is a baller. He was awesome during during LSU's title run back with went back during the Joe Burrow days, and he's going to be awesome again. At number eight. We have Garrett Will- we have Garrett Wilson going to the Falcons, wide receiver Ohio State. We were talking about Drake London, but the problem is he's just too much like Kyle Pitts. Yeah, they have the same they play the same position, but their route running is basically the same, their size is the same. They're just they're very close to each other and you don't want to you don't want two of the same guy. They're both going to be great. They're both going to be very very good. But you want kind of two different tools. So we have Drake London. He's going ex, – excuse me. Uh, we have Garrett Wilson. He's going to the Falcons, and he's going to complement Kyle Pitts very well in that offense as soon as they get a quarterback. No disrespect to, to uh, Mariota, but not, you're not the guy. Sorry. You're not that guy. At number nine, the Seahawks take Evan Neal, offensive tackle, Alabama. Their current tackle – is on his way out and this is that's their cue to go and get another another tackle so this guy out Evan Neal in offensive tackle Alabama so then at number 10 the jets they tra- they take drake london wide receiver USC so they they went earlier on in the draft or, or earlier on is in their other top 10 pick they went and they got and they got Sauce Gardner. They go out and they get another uh, great player in this draft, except on the offensive side of the ball, and they get Drake London. One of the better pro- wide receiver prospects in this draft in wh- what is a very top-heavy wide receiver draft, but those top that top is really, really good. And Drake London is part of that. Um, so, yeah, that's our top ten. Um, you guys have any other thoughts about this uh, about this top 10 that we that we put together uh yeah there's something
1: I'd like to add um this has been a big news story for the past few hours but there are many executives and reporters across the NFL that wouldn't rule out the Jets going o line in the top 10 and there are many that believe that uh their current left tackle Makai Beckton is probably not going to put on a jets jersey again. And they're saying like, don't rule out a Makai Beckton trade.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Do you, I, so, what do you so if, with that happening so early? Do you think that changes things? Or, yeah, excuse me, so so close to the draft? Do you think that changes who they're they're planning on picking?
1: Uh, it might also with the Jets. Um, I was watching. I was listening to the Pat McAfee show. And McAfee literally said that there's rumors that the Jets are about to make an offer to the Niners for Debo Samuel that could be, quote, too big to say no to. So if that goes through and if Beckton's out the door, that could massively change the entire equation for the Jets.
0: I'm sorry, but as, as great as Debo Samuel's season was, he's not worth a first round pick. He's, really he's in not. a contract year. He's in a contract. His, but based on what he did last season, sure. But he's in a contract year. He he's been injury plagued throughout throughout his career, and it's been a young career, mind you. But you look at that, and you also take into account the fact that until they used him as this Swiss Army knife, he hasn't really. He's been borderline wide receiver two material rather than a one. So if you look at it that way, you know I just don't think. I think they're going to have to lower their asking price, unless no. unless teams are actually willing to be that stupid.
2: It's the Jets, of course. They're going to be that stupid. Number one, number. That's two, why I said
0: unless, but
2: he is worth it. He is worth it. I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily stupid. Mm. He's worth the
1: first off of one year. I would contract... need to see another year, and we plus, I can... Adam touched on this. He's in a contract year. Which means if you try to get him, you're overpaying for the privilege to overpay him. You're overpaying to get him, then you have to overpay him.
2: If you're a contender on a championship team like the Rams, are you really worried about first-round picks when it comes to a wide receiver?
1: No, you're not. I'm sorry, the Rams. What?
2: I'm talking. I'm talking like in, if you're a playoff team like the Rams. I'm just. Saying, that's what I'm asking.
1: Well, the Jets aren't much a playoff team, so I don't. I don't
2: believe it's just the Jets that are fishing. I believe there are others out there that might contend for Debo Samuel's help.
0: Sure thing. Well, what they do I the have Rams game? have left to trade, though?
2: They've they've they're they've sold, dealt maybe, all their picks. Arm and a leg. They can still trade more picks. It's just how many they're willing to give up is the question.
0: It, but That's all I, I, I got to say. He's worth a day. I think he's worth a day two pick. We'll agree to disagree on that. But coming up, we'll give our. 11 picks 11 through 20 in our official mock draft. Don't go anywhere. This is the fumble ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker here with you, and we are going into our top, uh, our top, it's uh, 11 through 20 of our very first mock draft, and we have Tuck who is going to give uh, that, who's going to give those picks, so take it away, Justin.
2: Don't mind me, guys. You know, the spotlight is now on me, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The main event has arrived.
1: What a ham.
2: Uh, before I give it to my lovely partner, CJ, I must show you my picks. At number 11, Kyle Hamilton will give his services to the commanders. That name, that name bothers me to this day. Just let them be the Washington football team because the commander sucks. But anyway. Kyle Hamilton, is, I believe, is the best safety prospect out of the whole safeties coming out of this draft, I think, by far. I think Daxton Hill is close, but I think if you want the best safety in this draft, it's Kyle Hamilton. I like the way he tackles. I like the way he covers. He may not be the most rangy safety, but if you need a sure-file tackle, I would go with him. And if you need a coverage safety, it's him. So I believe he would sure up that uh, back end of the commander's defense with the front end having uh, Montez what. Um, Chase Young and the, the Alabama boys and Jonathan Allen and Daron Payne. So it's a nice little pickup on the defense because they just released, uh, I want to say Landon Collins. So I could see him going there. The 12th pick, the Minnesota Vikings, get he much-needed help to that defense in the form of Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. If you need a zone corner, this is the one you're looking for. He's able to read and is a ball hawk. If you throw a ball within this vicinity, I will believe that he will take it to the house and take it away from the opposing offense. The Vikings sorely need turnovers because, my God, their offense is amazing because they have Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And regardless of how you feel about Kirk Cousins, he is still a top 10 to 15 quarterback, depending on how who you're asking. So. Please shore up that defense. They got Darius Smith. Now they need to shore up the back end. I'm not sure how good Patrick Peterson will be, but I believe he'll take Trent McDuffie under his wing to tutor him to be a great cornerback for that secondary.
1: Sure. And number three, Kirk
0: Cousins too. Say that again. Shore up Kirk Cousins too.
2: Oh, I absolutely will because no one else will seem to do it. At number thirteen, the Texans get some much-needed help on the line because my God, other than Larry Tunsil, what do they have? They choose Charles Cross out of Mississippi State, phenomenal tackle. The third best tackle in this draft class and out of the big three, I believe he is the best like pass setter out of all of them. I like the way he pass sets and I wouldn't mind it if he actually came to us before we signed a right tackle. I would have been happy if we chose him, but unfortunately that's not the way it happened. So the Texans have a phenomenal right tackle and – They believe they found something in Davis Mills that deserves more fine-tuning and more time to see what they got. Fair enough. He threw for over 3,600 yards, so we'll see, and hopefully he'll get some decent protection this time so they can see what they actually have in him. (sighs) Number 14. Baltimore stand up, because we got him. The D tackle out of Georgia, Jordan Davis. Oh, man. Oh, man. If you want a a guard and center devourer, a a double team guy, that's your guy right there. There is no running attack that will stop him. I don't care what it is. Once you saw once I saw that combine, I was like, if he's there at 14, the Ravens should run up and take it. I don't care what it takes. He is a phenomenal run stuffer. I think he's okay in pass rushing situations, but I want him there specifically to run stuff because if no one can run on this off run on this defense, that gives my boy, Odafi away more opportunities to rush the passer, and I always enjoy when he has more opportunities to rush the passer. That's a much needed gain on this defense because we just lost Brandon Williams, and I need another plug-and-play person. So Jordan Davis is a major pickup, and I believe over time he will be a monster in the middle of our defense if we're lucky enough to get him. Number 15, for the third year in a row, Starting to become a trend with these guys. The Eagles take Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. The second straight year they take an Alabama receiver. Hmm. I wonder why. Maybe it's because Alabama receivers are actually good. Ladies and gentlemen, if you need speed, like game-changing, game-breaking speed, Jamison Williams is your guy. He'll primarily play your number two while uh, Devontae Smith will be your number one. And if he is the number two, that means he'll be primarily off the line and away from press. And if you can't press Jameson Williams, you're going to need a safety over top because if you don't have a safety over top, he's just going to blow the coverage away and score and break the game open for that offense and allow Miles Sanders to be Miles Sanders of his rookie year instead of year two and year three. So I believe this is a good pickup for them. Jalen Rager needs to get the hell out of the wide receiver two spot and go to that wide receiver three spot because, as Adam said earlier, he's just not that guy. Uh, He's not that guy. I don't think Jalen Rager is that guy right now. Maybe he will be, but not right now. So, yeah, I think Jameson Williams will be the true number two of this team, while Devontae Smith will take the number one spot. And I believe Jalen Hurts will finally have some reliable pass catchers now, not just one or two. I think three number 16 the saints this was a hard one to pick because they have so many things to fill wide receiver quarterback defense but james jameson i mean james winston is going to be the guy he is going to be the guy because he signed a three-year 21 million dollar contract with the saints i believe fully guaranteed way to go james way to go and get your money uh so we need to shore up james to make sure he doesn't get injured like he did last year so they decided so We decided to go with Bernhard Raymond out of Central Michigan. Mainly, we chose this one because we need to protect Jameis and give him opportunities to show that the Saints version of Jameis Winston is the Jameis Winston that we're going to see instead of the Buccaneers version of Jameis Winston, which, my God, 32 touchdowns and 30 picks is not an attractive thing to look at. 33. 33? 33. Got to get it right. 33 touchdowns, my bad. I was off one. I'm doing this off the top of my head. So hopefully he can get the protection he needs. I believe they have okay players. to. Don't get me wrong. I believe Alvin Kamara is that one, but due to his situation right now, I'm not sure what his legal situation is right now, so I'm not sure if he's able to play. And I'm not very, like, blown away by what he has as pass catchers, unless Michael Thomas comes back. If Michael Thomas comes back, I'll be happier with what he – But until then, we need to show up protection so he has enough time. And what's this I see? Eagles again? Now, we gave them George Karloff.
0: George George Karloff.
2: Sorry, forgive my pronunciation. I always struggle with his name. George Karloff, edge out of Purdue. (sighs) Me and CJ have been going back and forth about this pick. The reason being is he believes he's the third best edge rusher in this draft and he needs and he needs to be much higher. I've and heard you heard. were
0: kicking and screaming about about us Jordan about Davis. us not putting uh not putting George Karloftis at number 14 to the Ravens cuz <laughs> you just needed Jordan Davis.
2: First off, we just lost our D-tackle. That's one. Number two, we already took an edge rusher last year, and we're not the Eagles. We don't continue to take the same position over and over again. I mean, you could go either way. And number three, it depends on where you value George Coloft I think he's a good player, but people value him in the lower half of the draft. I'm not saying that's fair. That's just the way he's ranked at this moment in time. I know. I don't think it's a reach for people to come up and take him. It's just the way... He is. I think people can get value if they get him later in the draft. So I believe the Eagles found this value in taking him because I believe Derek Barnett, I'm not sure if he's in the fifth year of his contract, but I think he's signed for his fifth year. So we don't know how that is going to go. So it's nice to have someone to shore up that side. Josh Sweat is also on that line. They re-signed Fletcher Cox to a one-year deal. So that defense needs some much more fine-tuning. I would have preferred... A corner opposite of opposite of whatchamacallit? Uh the, Darius Slay. Yeah, Darius Slay. But I don't think there's any good corners that would suffice a first round pick right now, other than Andrew Booth, who's more like a late round, late first. And I don't think he's worth the value here. So I believe George Cloft is the much better player in this draft. Go back to number 19. The Saints finally get their guy at wide receiver, Chris Olave, another Ohio State wide receiver taken off the draft board and to pair up with another wide receiver from Ohio State, Michael Thomas. I believe if Michael Thomas went healthy, is a top five wide receiver in the game, no questions asked. And so if he can get back to form, I believe that will be a tremendous duel because I believe – because Michael Thomas will be the X receiver, and I believe Chris Olave. Chris Olave would be the slot and just destroying nickel corners with his height and speed and get one-on-one one-on-one balls and score. So if you give James what Winston this weapon, I believe he'll know what to do with it and go from there. And that leaves me with the uh the Steelers. Mm. Jesus, they're ugly. Anyway, um They need a quarterback because Big Ben just retired, and they don't really have much of a choice elsewhere. They signed Mitchell Trubisky, for God's sake. With that said, they choose Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. No quarterback this year deserves to go in the first round, but since there's a lot of quarterback-needy teams that need a quarterback, it's just the way it fell. Mike Tomlin is in love with Desmond Ritter, and I wouldn't put it past him to take a quarterback that – he likes that is available at the 20th overall pick. So Desmond Ritter is the guy for them. If he can sit for a year or two and learn under, I can't believe I'm saying this, learning under Mitchell Trubisky and learning the offense, I believe he has enough talent around him to be successful in the league. And that defense is no joke.
0: I might rather go with Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo over these two idiots who are taken in the top 20.
2: Jimmy Garoppolo, you, yeah. mean, you mean porn star Jimmy?
0: Oh, God. exactly, <laughs> <It's> exactly. Just... <laughs> hey, know. you know what she said? Everything she touched turned to gold, including mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo's ACL. That's that season. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like with Desmond Ritter and all. Like personally, I don't understand why he's shooting up people's draft boards. I really, really don't. He. But mark my words, Desmond Ritter is going to have to completely remake his game at the NFL. His footwork is met, and his throwing motion hurts me. It's weird and exaggerated, kind of like that. And it's oh, and his ability to read defenses is not something that you would expect from you know an NFL caliber player. But I digress. You do use Steelers,
2: yeah. Let the Steelers be the Steelers. With that said, that is picks eleven through twenty. Yes, how do you feel about the picks so far?
1: Well, I thought... other than Desmond Ritter, other than Desmond Ritter. Well, no wonder this is what we think they're going to do, and not what they should do, because of, I... because of teams do what they should do, this would look very different. Yes,
0: I've, I find it very intriguing how the how you could how the Eagles could take a, a wide receiver in three straight drafts. And be considered smart for it. And I was talking about this a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago, leading up to the draft. How they were they've been hosting a few wide receivers, and that that's when the possibility kind of kind of popped up. And that was also in the wake of when they they made that big trade to get to get in to you know they had three first round picks. They punted one of them into next draft, meaning uh, which is a more quarterback heavy draft, which may, leads you to believe. They're trying to armor this team, and now and go out and get another another wide receiver, namely Jamison Williams here, and they're And if it doesn't work out for Jalen Hurts, then they're going to go out and get another get another quarterback in this dra- in next mm-hmm. draft. And when they get that quarterback, they're going to have Jamison Williams and Devonte Smith to th- to throw to. And don't mm-hmm. forget about about Dallas Goddard. You would all you would think, when looking at it with no context, that. Taking a wide receiver three straight years is stupid. And maybe Jalen Rager was a stupid pick, but not Devontae Smith wasn't. And Jamison Williams would not be a stupid pick by any means. So I, I I like what they're doing here, and I think that this is going to work out for
2: them. I certainly hope so.
0: All right. So coming up next, the main CJ thing. is going to go over the – Last few picks of the first round, and he's going to, including his New England Patriots, and he loves a few of the prospects coming up here. That's next. Don't go go anywhere. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88. I'm Adam Wright, CJ, Justin Tucker, and here we are going we so we're going through our first mock draft and we're having a blast doing it. I know CJ's had a smile on his face this entire episode. And you know him, he's a big time draft guy. So, <laughs> as if I've had to hear it like 15 times in just in the past 2 days. God. I just can't that they, forget about this the hype for this draft. Just the fact that CJ is going to finally stop saying, you know me, I'm a big-time draft guy, that's going to thats going to be the highlight of this entire thing. But I hope he comes anyways, back singing, What's that? I hope he <laughs> he'll, back he'll, he'll, be, he'll be saying it talking about the 23 draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, know. You, you, know, you know me, I'm a big-time draft guy with his – with, with that little grin he ha- he always makes when he does it. Well,
1: I don't even say big time. Come on now. You know, I right, was going to open with it, but no, 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 no. I guess we're not doing that.
0: If you do, I will come. I will walk over what? to that. During during the broadcast, I will, I will walk over to that dorm of yours and knock you over the head. Bash <laughs> you over the head with whatever I see in there.
2: That's not the nicest thing to do.
0: Joke's on you. I have time to prepare. All right. All right, be You'll be too busy talking about these picks, which you need to get to. All right. Uh, Take it away.
1: All right, then. Let's go. All right. I had to open with that. Okay. So let's get down to it. So with the 21st pick, the New England Patriots will take my man, Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Devin Lloyd, if we get him in real life, I will be thrilled. Truly, I will be thrilled. It will be like Christmas. Whoa. Well, this is a family program, Adam, but whatever. But Devin Lloyd.
0: Oh, it is a family. It'll start a family. Oh, God.
1: Well, then, that that was awful. But if you look at Devin Lloyd, and if you have the patch, he's got everything you want. Speed, athleticism, great tackling, leadership, decent in coverage. Basically like Dante Hightower, except fast and not old. <laughs> and if you're the passes that's what you need. That, that's really what you need. And and say what you will about our corners, but our middle linebackers are like Jawan Bentley and Mac Wilson. We need Devin Lloyd. Of course we go corner, I can't complain either. But Devin Lloyd, that should be the target. Now regretfully moving on, with a 22nd overall pick in the first round, the Green Bay Packers will grab the Georgia wide receiver, George Pickens. Yeah. Now, with George Pickens, what can I say? Rangey, he can bot he beats the press easily. Good hand, well, decent hands. And he's pretty fast for a receiver of his size. And he's kind of built like Devontae Adams, and he's a really uh He's really what you want in a wide receiver one, you know, considering that the Packers' current receiver core is Allen Lazard, who's never been better than wide receiver two, old man Randall Cobb, and the injury-prone Sammy Watkins. Now, 23rd overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals grab Clemson corner Andrew Booth Jr. Now, there's a lot to like with Andrew Booth. He's a fluid mover and a ball hawk. He's kind of... I've heard some people liken him to Trayvon Diggs. He's a ball hawk, but he does let up his fair share of plays. I feel if he goes to the right system, he could uh, overcome that. But I really like uh, Booth to the Cardinals, considering how defensive back needy they are. Now, number four might come as a bit of a shock that he's going this high, but don't let it fool you. With the 24th overall pick, we have the Dallas Cowboys taking – Travis Jones, the defensive tackle out of Connecticut. Now, you know, Connecticut's a small football school, but Travis Jones is a beast. He has, like, great leverage. He's able to pancake linemen with ease, and he is strong. Perfect for a Cowboys defense that's kind of weak in the interior, if I do say so myself. Now, 25th overall. This might shock some people, but the Buffalo Bills will take the guard from boston college zion johnson you got to keep your man josh allen you got to keep him safe and josh allen was running for his life last year the ends of the line are fine the middle is fine but you're going to need a guard and because i don't think their current guards cut it and that is where zion johnson comes in big agile he's basically like a mountain on roller skates so that he's definitely going to be someone if you're a bills fan you should be happy to get now, 26 overall, the Tennessee Titans will grab <clears throat> Nakobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia. Now, I've seen a lot of mock drafts on social media, and all the Titans fans are like, no, we don't want a linebacker. Stop mocking a linebacker to us. Hold on. Sorry about that. But uh, they're like, no, stop mocking a linebacker. Well, I have news for you, Titans. You need one. You lost Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown to free agency. Linebacker is you. It's it's got to be at the top of your needs. I'm sorry, and there's no shame in grabbing the Kobe Dean. Now, 27th overall, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M, another guard needy team. And if you look at Tampa. They lost Alex Kappa because he to free agency where he signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. And they lost Allie Marpet, who retired early. So, yeah, guards become a bit of an issue. But if you can get Kenyon Green, you should take him. Because, look, Tom Brady is entering his age 45 season. And let's face it, one bad hit, and if he gets folded, it ain't going to be pretty. You need to protect the old man.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Next. Sticking with the theme of interior offensive line, the Green Bay Packers take Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. Linderbaum is far and away the best center prospect of like the last decade. He has it all. He's fast, he's agile, and he is strong. His leverage is great. And truthfully, I... I, You could argue that he's one of the best prospects in the class, but since center is in a big flashy position, He gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. Now, 29 and 30, the Kansas City Chiefs have back-to-back picks. So at pick 29, the Chiefs take Kair Elam, the corner from Florida. Elam is a great press corner. He's physical. He's big and rangy. He can can bully around smaller receivers, and he's got terrific uh, ups, as it were. To uh, grab interceptions. My only knock on him, and I mean like my only knock on him, is that he can be a penalty machine. Like he gets a little too grabby with receivers. And trust me, the refs in the NFL will call that 11 out of 10 times. So you got to be careful. And moving on to pick number 30, the Chiefs again get an absolute steal. Jermaine Johnson, the second edge rusher out of Florida State. Now, Johnson is a bit of a weird prospect because I have seen him go as early as pick four, and on top of that, I've seen him going last. I've seen him not getting drafted. I have seen him everywhere. So I I literally don't know where he's going to go in real life. But, I mean, I have no idea. Like I said, I've seen him go as early as four, and I've seen him fall out of the first round. But with Zion Johnson, you're getting a great speed rusher, He's got great footwork, good swim moves. And if if he falls to Kansas City, they'd be a fool not to take him. Now, 31. The Super Bowl runner-ups, Cincinnati Bengals take Michigan defensive back, Daxton Hill. Daxton Hill is another name that has shot up draft boards. And for good reason, too. Notice I didn't say corner safety. I said defensive back. That's because he could do everything. He could play free safety, strong safety. And he can even slot in at an outside corner or slot corner. This guy can, like, he's a good chess piece. He can play all over the field, and he's just very dangerous to throw to. He's always looking for the interception. And finally, the Detroit Lions at pick 32, the closest they've ever come to winning a Super Bowl, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> they are going to take Lewis Cine, the safety from Georgia, the Lions can go a few different ways here. A lot of people want them to go quarterback in the first round. This is something I wholeheartedly disagree with. You got Tracy Walker back at strong safety. That's okay. But you're going to need another safety. And don't go and corner for another year. Take a relatively safe bet with Louis Cine. He can catch the picks and he can lay out the hits. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the first round. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. That is our our 2022 NFL mock draft and the Fumble Rooski podcast's of first official mock draft ever. And it's our only one for the 2022 draft. Maybe we could do a couple more next uh, during next draft. And I promise you, we will be still still around for that. But so what do you what do you guys think of these picks?
1: as i said earlier it's a little sad that this is what we think they're going to do and not what they should do we're going a few teams <clears throat> the steelers jets yeah but, yeah uh,
0: so yeah. look i mean looking at looking at the packers i just wholeheartedly disagree with them using both of these picks and i am referring to uh i'm referring to debo samuel Because I think it would be it would it would make sense if any team is going to trade away a first round pick, it should be them to trade for Debo Samuel. They don't take George Pickens, they go for Debo Samuel, and they use one of the other picks on the offensive line to or or maybe even better, let's go defense. You take Jermaine Johnson to replace the guy who just left Zadarius Smith. And that way you you get what you need. Um, to replace what you just lost, which was a lot, and I mean a lot, so to get players to in this draft, this is a big draft for the Packers. It's great that they have two first round picks, but they got to use them well. And I think for for that to happen, they need to trade one of them away for uh, Debo Samuel. I think C J. You and I agree he, he's not worth a first round pick. But when you get this desperate, you got to do what you got to do, man. And I think you gotta use this draft and you have to go in and you go and get Debo Samuel. You get your wide receiver one. And he's a guy who is a little a little more, dare I say maybe a little more versatile than Devontae Adams, because he can he can take handoffs as well and he can do mm-hmm. jet sweeps, all that kind of stuff. Whereas uh whereas Devontae Adams was kind of just a, you know, that type of guy who is just an actual wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Y'all well, need you to know.
2: stop. Y'all really need Wait, to Wait, hold stop. on,
0: hold
1: on. Adam, the one thing I'll say about a potential Devo Samuel to the Packers trade is that if you look at the Packers' first-rounders, they have 22 and they have 28. Meanwhile, if he, go, if he goes to the Jets, I'm hearing the Jets are willing to part ways with the 10th overall pick. Well, these are late first-rounders, and knowing how teams operate, there's a very real chance you're going to uh, have to give up both.
0: You're probably gonna have to give up both of your first round picks just because of how late they are. It's possible. It's possible. Another team I look at to do the exact same thing, who's in an exact who's in a very, very similar spot, is the Kansas City Chiefs, but both of their first round picks are even later than that. So they might have to give up both both their first picks as well. Even though I think it would still take one first round pick. I, I'm at the I'm at the point where I, I, I barely even want to part with one for this guy. And Uh, parting with two, even though they're late, I'm not sure, man, but like, like we said, uh, you got, you really just got to do what you have, what you got to do, when you got to do when you're this desperate. Uh, but coming up next, we have the fumble Rooski fan box. Don't go anywhere. This is the fumble Rooski podcast. Good evening. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker with us. And so before we get into the the, uh, the fan box, I want to just put, uh, put out a comment that was posted by Jeff Medeiros. Hope you guys post a side-by-side comparison of the Fumble Rooski mock draft and what actually happens. We'll be cool to see. I kind of agree. I agree, yeah. that would be kind of fun to see what to see what happens. If you compare some of the mock drafts that Todd McShay or Mel Kuyper do to what actually happens, it's actually crazy how different it is. And those guys are, are draft experts. So it really kind of shows really what actually happens and how much we really know, even the experts. So it's one of those things. We don't have a crystal ball, but it is fun to act like we do, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it certainly is.
0: Yeah, and make fun of the people who think they do. All right, so coming up, the fan box. So we post a question filter every Monday on our Instagram, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was to give – well, not really a question, but give us your boldest prediction for this NFL draft. I thought this would be a fun thing to do. So it, first one was CJ, and you can explain this one. Kenny Pickett falls out of the first round because of the hype around Ritter. So this did happen in our mock draft, but explain this briefly.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like you
0: just,
1: <laughs> yeah, like you just touched on, this – did happen in our mock draft didn't have kenny pickett going in the first round because if i were the steelers i i'd take pickett well mike tomlin i think like actually like invited like desmond ritter to his house or something for dinner maybe it was ritter i'm not um, sure but like but yeah they love desmond ritter and like i really don't see any other team going quarterback in the first round unless the lions want to waste 32nd overall pick on a quarterback but at this point in time i'm not sure now there are some teams that might shock us and take a quarterback. For example, the Lions could take one at two. The Falcons, like Adam alluded to, you know, you don't want to roll a Mariota. The Seahawks might leave, like, might draft a quarterback to leave him to die behind that O-line. You really don't know. And like the Saints might be dark horses as well. Like there's just no way to know for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. All right. Now Tyson Tate said or i think it's tyson Thate. i'm really not sure he's he's got to come on the show soon because he's been listening to our shows but uh no. just so that just literally just so that he could he could tell us um tell us how we how we pronounce his, his last name but Derek, uh he said stingley jr goes first round uh goes first before sauce in hamilton uh i yeah i can see that i it's possible, but I think the Sauce Gardner hype train is too is too much to, for Stingley to overcome. And before Stingley got hurt, I believe that I believe that uh, Stingley was the top prospect over Gardner. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the injury, and because of Ahmad Gardner's unbelievable season, he's just skyrocketed, and now he's one of the better, one of the most hyped uh, cornerback prospects in the past. Dare I say five, ten years? Hmm. I'm yeah. sure there's others, but uh, I, I'd have to do some research on that. But Patrick Williver said, "Quarter first quarterback at 20. So we have we have a, our first quarterback going six, and yeah. the fir- and he is clearly referring to the first quarterback at as the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is where we had him as well, Desmond Ritter. It's possible. I, is this bold? Is this bold?
1: A little, yeah. And, I would argue it is because, like I said, like there's like a there's like at least five teams that could go any which way, and the odds of you like getting everyone right there aren't great. So I would classify it as bold. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Des, uh, Derek Derek Hool said Jermaine Johnson going top nine and possibly as high as four. So yeah. CJ, you you mentioned earlier we've seen mock drafts that where where. Johnson has gone four, but he's also fallen out of the first round in a couple of drafts. So top nine. I mean, just mm. to, to, to guarantee possible. that he's going there, I guess, would be bold. But yeah. the fact that he's going everywhere, I mean, who the hell knows where he's gonna be drafted? Mm. He may not his name might not even be called. It might yeah, not be called
1: tomorrow. Be called. Yeah, you think it will? Yeah, I think it's gonna be called, but like I, I I couldn't tell you where, but saying he's going top nine. Yeah, that's reasonably bold. Like, I I personally don't even think he should, but you know, this is what it is.
0: Nick Norman said Trayvon Walker goes number one, and Pickett is the only top 10 quarterback going to Carolina.
1: This is a bold take. I do not like Trayvon Walker. I think Uh, there's a very real chance he's going number one. You could flip a coin for either he or Hutchinson because you can narrow it down to those two. But ugh, I, I don't like it. I do not like it. Trent Bulky, don't do it, man. And Pickett, the only top ten quarterback, and going to Carolina, I I can see that. I that's, but you know you, you don't know because all these quarterbacks basically on an even playing field and their skills or lack thereof. That yeah, exactly.
2: Like just respect Malik Willis.
1: Hey, hey hey hey, Malik Willis came out of last year's draft. He's not even he he. He's not going first round. I mean, I'd hesitate to say he goes third.
2: I think he goes late first round. I think the Steelers, would what take him.
1: I think the Steelers would take him if he's available late first round last year. No, no, yes, no. All right, all right. All right. All right. guys,
0: Jacob Buckley said John Mechie is the best value pick in the draft.
1: He Absolutely.
0: He, this guy, this guy's going to be a, he's most likely going to be a day two pick. I say most likely because some team could get stupid on day one, Mm -hmm. but you know, especially a couple of the, a couple of the teams in the back end who are very, uh, namely the chiefs and the Packers who are very, very desperate at wide receiver and God forbid they get too cute with it and go John Mechie. Um, not, not that he's not a good quarterback or excuse me, wide receiver, but he tore his acl and he's he's not even the best wide receiver in his school coming out of this draft with Jamison Williams. So, he's going yeah, he second round second third round. That's a that's a player who I would love as a New England Patriots fan for Mac mm-hmm. Jones and I know we've mentioned him a lot, but all right, so there you have it. There's our fan box. So do you guys have any other, any other thoughts before we end the show tonight?
1: No. Oh, no, I'm good. Solid. I just – I hope we make a smart pick. That is all. Or yep. know, he might trade out of the first round again. Wait, it, depending on who's available and what we get back, I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't I, we just have to play it by ear.
0: Quarter uh, – uh, defensive back and – linebacker are our two biggest needs for, for the new England Patriots. I would love for them to go corner because I think they are just so it's, it, that's such a, that's such a crucial position. And while Devin Lloyd might be a the better player than any of the, any of the defensive backs who will be left at 21. I still, I uh, oh, I, Adam, I love Devin. Lo- I, what's up?
1: Uh, Daniel Jeremiah just released his final mock draft. Needs the Patriots taking the guard from Boston College, Zion Johnson. Don't do, right, it, Bill. Would, don't do it, Bill. Don't do it, Bill.
0: Also, that would, keep that would doing
1: the have... Not at not on a day. No, day. not come at on.
2: twenty-one. No. We don't. Shaq Mason is gone. Y'all need a guard. Do, do that.
0: Anderson,
1: do that on a like day two pick. Ravens. Oh, and oh, and Tuck. Uh, I haven't taken Jordan Davis.
2: All right, then. That's fine. So
0: There you go. Tuck knows best. (laughs) Imagine they take Jermaine Johnson
1: (laughs) or or George Karloftis. Bro, if they take George Karloftis, I will die last.
2: CJ will text me or even call me saying, (laughs) I told you. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I totally would.
0: All right guys. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays at 7 Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7:30 on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcast iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski_Podcast underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you on Friday. Over and out.